Welcome back to the But On Her podcast. Today we have nine-time AVP champion, three-time FIVB champion, a math tutor, and a big Lakers fan. Yes. Welcome, mm-hmm. Emily Day. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Every time. That's a good intro. Yeah, so um, big news. Yes. You're pregnant. I am. Woo. Very excited. Yeah, we... Um, Knew we wanted to start a family right away, but you never know when you start trying. And so we feel very lucky and blessed that we were able to get pregnant. That's awesome. Yeah. How far along are you now? 17 weeks. So a little bit over four months already. Wow. Which if you do the math, technically I was pregnant when we were playing in Florida. Whoa. Whoa. I had no idea That's and felt totally wow. fine. Interesting. But yeah. Well, you that played was great, pregnant. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, you guys like, balled out. It's like a Serena Williams moment where she was pregnant with her child. What's her What's her kid's name? Oh, um, I forget. But yeah, I yeah, yeah. So she moment, was yeah. like, she was pregnant during one of her um, one of her matches, and Crazy. I was like, well, they gave her like super. She ended up winning, right? I I think so. Right, something like that. Yeah, yeah. That that's so cool. But we we got you a little special gift at. um... (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Yay! So sweet. So a little a buzzle bee. Let's go. I love that. In a book, I am human. A book of empathy. I like this. That's very thoughtful. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Little baby shower. Yeah. Celebrating you. Yep. It's so fun to get like little things. (laughs) I think my sister, like she gave me a onesie and I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually getting real. That's great. So then um, you've obviously been training a little bit still, um, staying in shape, all of that. So how's that been going? It's been going great. Again, super lucky to be feeling so well and being able to train and then very grateful for the fact that USA is running these group trainings. And so it's much more of a controlled atmosphere. I would be nervous like to show up to one of your practices um, because I can't dive and apparently I'm no longer jumping. I mean, I do jump, but it doesn't go very, I don't get very high. Um, So yeah, I've been super lucky with feeling well and working out and it keeps me sane and getting outside and routine. So it's been awesome. Yeah, that's good for not just physical, but mental health too, I'm sure. Oh yeah. yeah, definitely need it. I guess, what are you most excited about being a mom for being a mom? Gosh, that's a good question. Um, I'm really excited to see like my husband become a dad and all of that. Um, I'm excited to see what the baby looks like. Um, I was telling my friends though, like I can imagine having like an infant and maybe a one and two year old, but like, like having a seven year old, I'm like, whoa, how, what is that going to mean? And how do you deal with that? I think it's because most of my friends have younger kids and I see them parent and I'm like, okay, I can do that. But I like teenage years on, on, it's going to be, um, going to have to learn a lot. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, your family's going through a lot of changes too. Like your sister's pregnant, your brother's getting married. So a lot of exciting things for your family. (laughs) Yeah. We did the math yesterday and the day family is doubling in size between like sister-in-law and now grandbabies coming. So it's a very exciting time. Um, but my parents have no time to go on vacation. So Bob and Joan, like they can't get away because they've got a wedding or they've got a baby coming or whatnot. So it's funny. Your M's entourage is growing. Yes, very quickly. Yeah, (laughs) how fun. Yeah, so, um, and obviously, you know, shifting gears a little bit, um, but you've had a, like, not saying that you're done playing, Mm -hmm. but like, you've had such an amazing career. And I think one thing to think about 
that we talked about was when we played in Central Florida was, um, you know, we signed up and we saw the entry list and we're like, we're the oldest team here, (laughs) which is like so weird because I don't feel old at all, nor do I think you're old by any means. And nor are we old, but like, you know, obviously you're a vet in this sport and you've been playing for a really long time. Um, And there's some interesting facts, right? Like you were the the first or the youngest team to qualify. Um, You were like the 54th seed with Heather Hughes. Yes. In 2007. And you guys qualified, uh, which is really cool. So I guess my question here is um, as a vet. And looking back as being like a beginner in the sport, how do you feel like the game has shifted yeah, or changed? Or what was it like when you first entered and then looking back, you know, now? Yeah. So the first time I qualified, I was in college and it was Heather and I, and we were just athletic and served tough and hit hard. And we didn't really know too much what we were doing. Um, But nowadays these girls are coming out of college and they're ready to win. They've had full-time training for four years. They've won multiple times. They know how to win, as opposed to when I came out of college, I had to learn the game. I had to figure out, okay, what does blocking angle mean? What is blocking line? Oh, we should serve into the win. That's probably good. And just basic things like that. Um, so that has changed a ton. I think the, if we were to like look at the stats, the average age of somebody winning on tour now is so much lower than when I first started playing. And even on the world tour, I remember the Americans were always like the older crew. Um, but now we have such young talent coming in and ready to win and competing on the world tour and, and meddling. Um, it's pretty incredible. I, I feel similarly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also like the qualifier size too, when we first started playing, I mean, I'd have to win like one match, maybe, maybe two to get in. And yeah. um, obviously then there was a year where they had huge qualifiers and that was really difficult. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely changed a lot and the level's growing big time. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. I guess having, so having all this experience with all the miles that you've put in since 2007, where you are today, how has that helped you be in the position you are today, 2023 or 2022? Gosh. I've like been, again, so lucky with volleyball and where it's taken me from, you know, playing indoor in Switzerland to playing for Team USA around the world and the experiences and the traveling and um, the high pressure situations and how to be responsible and being dedicated and time management. Um, It's, yeah, it's pretty cool. So like, you know, when we go into a big match, we're obviously nervous, but we've worked on a ton of techniques with breathing. Um, We know how to prepare for a match. We know we've worked hard leading up to it. And this past, what was it, past fall, I had these two huge exams for school where you have to pass in order to get your master's. And um, I saw a lot of my classmates freaking out, not being able to be good test takers, not managing their time well. And, you know, obviously I was nervous too going into these tests, but I have had felt those nerves before. So it's like a cool feeling. It's not on the court, but in another setting, but you're used to those feelings and you know how to deal with them. So I feel prepared for a lot of different aspects, whatever life's going to bring my way. Those are helpful tools for sure. I mean, even in the workspace, like yeah. going and looking for a career, being an athlete and learning time management and organizational skills and teamwork, et cetera. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's, that's tough. If you were to write a book or a tell all, what would it be your main topics to focus on? 
Jeez, there's so much advice and mentoring I would like to give. Um, I mean, you've obviously played with some young talent this past year. Yeah. Um, obviously, you've learned from them. You had to give them experience. What were some things that you kind of, I guess, taught them? Yeah, I think it's important um, to take risks, especially when you're starting out. Um, you know, it's a lot of about getting points and making your way on the world tour or in the main draw. And so I think some players sit back and wait for the opportunity where I think um, if you're able to like go and try and know that you're not going to succeed every time. Um, So I think that's a big one. Um, A lot of the, the, the players coming out again have had four years of coaching and now you're on your own. So you really need to take that responsibility to manage your time well, figure out what you want, figure out what you want in a coach, because now you get to decide all of those things. And um, yeah, partnership-wise, I think it's good to play with a lot of people because you learn a lot of things from one another. Um, Obviously, if you find something that works well, to stick with it and see if you can grow together as a team. I mean, and you've had success with a lot of different players like Summer Ross, Jen Kessie, um, Brittany Hochevar, Betsy Flint. So uh, what what do you feel like is, um, like, what does it take to win an event? Or like, how, how do you, like, you've obviously had success with all these people. Like, what do you feel like um, you have to attest for that? Yeah, I remember somebody asked me this question, like, early on, like, what does it take to win? And I was like side out like be ready to get served every single ball and side out at a high percentage um and a lot of those tournaments I was the person getting served and knew that I needed to have the um, stamina and the endurance to make it through an entire tournament and play at a high level because it's interesting as a fan you know you come and you just watch the finals like I remember growing up watching the AVP finals I was like oh my gosh these girls are so good and like look how athletic they are then you get to the finals and you're like, oh my gosh, my legs are dead. I haven't like eaten a full meal all day. So you're like not at your best going into the finals. Um, so I remember that a lot during trainings too, when it's hard and tough, you're like, or at the very end of a training session, you're like, okay, this is what it's going to feel like in the finals. And I'm going to be more tired and be more nervous. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it takes a lot of training um mental mental training too um management on your side because in a tournament I remember being younger and being like talking to everybody and my friends and like just hanging out versus like I learned later on okay after the match I say hi to my family and friends and I head straight to the tent I get in the shade and start the recovery so yeah I uh I, I feel like you know we did play together and I talked to you a little bit about it but I've just always admired your hard work and I feel like you've worked so hard, you know, to the, to have the success that you've had and you've, you're, you know, you're not only like a kind, but you're an honest partner and, um, and you're very detail oriented, which I think is also, um, a lot of qualities that lead to success too. So thank you. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I guess my question is like, what, um, so since you've stepped away from competition a little bit now and, you know, you're pregnant. Um, what has that perspective kind of taught you? Yeah. Um, so 
it's weird. Like I need to find another competitive outlet <laughs> because in trainings, if I like can't get a ball because I'm not supposed to dive, I just get so frustrated um, with myself. I know it's still pretty fresh, but you know. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I miss it. It's something that I realized that I really want to do because when you're in it, like it's not too much of a choice to go to practice. Like you're going to practice, you're going to go lift, you're going to go to play at this tournament. But now that I have the choice of like, Oh, I could go to the gym or I could go play volleyball. Um, I've, I'm drawn obviously to go play the sport first. Um, it's also nice when it's raining and cold out. I'm like, "Mm, I don't think I have to go today. (laughs) I get to sit out. Uh, so it's a, I think it's also similar to a feeling of like, if you're injured and you can't play, um, it definitely makes you appreciate what you have when you're able to do it. Do you plan on playing after you give birth? I would like to, Mm -hmm. I would like to get myself back in, I would like to give myself the opportunity to do that. Um, we'll see where life is at with, um, juggling, having a baby and where the sport's at. But I'd like to give myself the opportunity to do that. I guess my bonus question is, um, Ooh, bonus. what do you look for in a partner? Because I feel like, obviously, you and Gina have played. And I feel like I've thrown you some texts every once in a while. Like, <laughs> oh, I'd love to play with you. But I feel like it's always been like timing. Um, but I kind of wanted to ask that main question of what do you look for in a partner? Yeah. The qualities, um, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to be aligned in goals whether that's international or domestic, um, how hard are we training every week? What tournaments, what are our expectations of one another? Um, I feel like I could be flexible on the left or right side, although most of my career I played left side. So I don't find that as much, I guess I'm a blocker. So a defender, um, but the off court stuff is also important. You know, the the ability to work hard, to be responsible on your own, Um, and the, I think the alignment with the goals is so important because it's tough when you get in a partnership and you're pushing to go to these tournaments and the partner like isn't able to, because either, you know, they have a commitment to a previous job or they just don't have the same goals and aspirations as you. So, um, I know Gina, you were talking about earlier on a podcast, I like you to sit down and have coffee with your partners beforehand. And I think that's really important to be on the same page going into a partnership. Well, I remember like when I first came out on the tour, you were kind of the first person that I would like ask all the questions, like how does the tour work? What is the points? What do I need to do? And like a really good piece of advice that you've given me is like playing everything and anything. And I was like, Oh, I wish I would have taken that more to heart. Um, as far as like with more international stuff, but I feel like you have been so honest and like communicating and like even just through like texts and like how to like schedule practice like it's very like articulate very detail oriented um and I've always respected that from you so thank you for yeah doing that and I love helping others because I felt like I was so lost coming out and like my dad had to help me with this huge like spreadsheet of points and (laughs) tournaments and you know, what a Norseka meant, what an FIVB, AVP, and then we had like AVP Young Guns and the CBVAs. And mm-hmm. so any, like, I, I love being able to help other people. And it's interesting now that I'm not in it, I'm like, feel way more <laughs> helpful towards people. Cause I'm like, Oh, you can pass me in points. And like, I'm sitting out right now. So <laughs> it is such a weird dynamic though, in our sport. 
what made you decide or how did you decide on stepping away from the sport or, you know, doing volleyball and, and then also pursuing getting your master's degree in mathematics? Mm -hmm. What, what was the reason for that? I mean, to be honest, COVID. (laughs) So, um, I obviously love math and I really enjoy tutoring. Um, a lot of people were like, Oh, like, why are you tutoring? Why don't you just coach? And I was like, I really like tutoring and math. And, you know, there was a time in my career where I didn't have to tutor, but I enjoyed it to step away from the sport and, like, separate that. Um, gave me a mental break, you know, from volleyball and a physical break from volleyball. Um, so I know, like, life, af- that there's a life after volleyball, and I want to prepare myself for that, and I'd like it to be with teaching, and I'd like to be um, a college professor. And so I knew I needed to go back to school to get my master's. And I had been looking at it, trying to figure out the timing. You know, I didn't want, I wasn't ready for that to become the priority. Um, volleyball has been such, has been the priority for so long in my life. And I wasn't ready to give that up for school. But when COVID hit, I was like, oh, we have less tournaments. Um, programs are starting to go online. I'm just going to start. And that was really hard. I didn't think I was going to make it. And now I'm um, one semester away from graduating. We're in person. I'm teaching some classes at Long Beach. So it's crazy. How t- yeah. It never seemed like a perfect time. But when COVID hit, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to start. Let's see where this goes. Do you think that that break just kind of put things in perspective with all of that and just kind of accelerated your mindset and thought on pursuing this? Um, you know, I've always have believed that education is really important that's one of the things that I stress with like mathlete tutoring that you can be a great athlete and you can also be a great student and so um, knowing that I wanted to go back to school and having that little opportunity with knowing there were less tournaments and I could go to school online I took it Um, but man it was hard I hadn't been in school or in class for over 10 years Mm -hmm. And just using those brain cells and then with it being online, I was struggling with like, is everybody in this class struggling? Like no one has their cameras on. Am I the only person that has no idea what's going on? (laughs) I have no friends I can reach out to. So it was, it was tough at the beginning. I mean, still hard now, but I got it under control at least. (laughs) What sparked your interest to get into math? Like, were you always like a mathematician, like in high school, like going to all those, I don't know, math mathematician events i don't even know what they're called math was not my subject so like here we are getting vulnerable um i guess what sparked your interest like maybe was it family or yeah how did you get into math because we you did used to do math mondays we'll get into that a little bit later but yeah do share um so i've always enjoyed math i love that there is a correct answer there's no gray area it's right or it's wrong and it's very like procedural and algorithm and problem solving my dad's an engineer, so he helped me a lot growing up with math. Um, however, it does not come supernatural to me. My brother's really good at math, doesn't have to study that much. But I said to study really hard to like be in AP classes, to be in honors classes. I still study really hard getting my master's. Um, so I didn't do any math competitions. Okay. And I'm not like some super genius that can do mental math super quick either. Like my pencil and paper and my calculator. Perfect. <laughs> As far as tutoring, so you have 
your own tutoring business company? Yep. Business. Um, how do you like tutoring kids? I mean, is it very, I mean, is it similar to like how obviously coaching, you've done some coaching mm-hmm. with volleyball. How is it different as far as tutoring kids and math versus coaching volleyball? What's the difference? I mean, there's not too much of a difference. I mean, there's obviously the sport versus a school subject. Um, and most of the people that I am, or most of my students that I am tutoring are high school. And so I really enjoy like connecting with them, um, motiv- finding ways to motivate them, which is similar to coaching volleyball. It's yeah, you want them to do the skill, but how can you communicate it to them in order for it to click? Um, I love watching people get better, working hard at something and seeing it pay off. Um, some of my favorite, you know, outcomes of tutoring is, you know, I help the student in math class, but then the mom's texting me saying, Hey, like they've raised their, their grade in chemistry and history. So it's like teaching the study habits that go along with school, which can also be translated with good habits on the court, working hard, preparing, dedication, being responsible, all of that. I'd hire you for my math tutor, <laughs> 100%. I'm here if you need me. <laughs> Not that I'm getting into math anytime soon. But. What about, um, you have a website for your tutoring? Yep, mathletetutoring.com. Cool. And yeah. do you do virtual too? So like maybe if somebody doesn't live in California, yep. they can seek your help. That's Yeah, great. that's been a huge, um, you know, one positive COVID is that everybody now knows how to interact via Zoom and a lot of the students' um, assignments and books are online. So we do a lot online and in person. So you're going to school at Long Beach State, but uh, what exactly, like what level do you want to teach at in the future? Because aren't you doing, you're doing some um, sub teaching as well? Subbing? Yeah, so I um, signed up to be a sub and I've done some substitution at a middle school. Middle school students are, are interesting. <laughs> they were very nice, very enthusiastic. Um, but I'm leaning towards the college level. Like I like an, I would love to teach at an LMU or Cal State Long Beach or El Camino City College. Um, I just need to get my foot in the door somewhere to start. I mean, I, I think you'll be great at it. And um, I think you have a, a math problem. You used to do math Mondays. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So maybe I should bring that back. I think you should. What I noticed, though, and I'm calling everybody out here, is that everybody would be like, oh, I tried your math Monday. But no one sends in their answers. I did. I did too. Okay. I was wrong every time, but I, <laughs> I sent it in. Okay, maybe not you two, but like like fans would say something. I'm like, oh, you should send it in yeah. so I can help you. <laughs> They're like, no, I'm too embarrassed. Okay, so we're going to give Kelly and Gina a math problem. Uh-oh. I am just going to watch you guys. Oh, my gosh. I'm here for uh, moral and uh, emotional support. All right. Are you going to read the question out loud for the audience? Oh, yes, yes, Jeez. yes. Yeah. Usually we like to do math with pencil and eraser. That's okay. Well, math isn't my strong suit. I know my strengths. starting on the right foot here, <laughs> Kelly. You know what? We're just going to do it anyways. I got my pen. We're going to, I got a whole, I got a whole canvas. I believe in you. You got this. I can do this. Okay. Question. Okay. So it says, if Gina can paint a house in four hours and Kelly can paint a house, paint the same house in six hours, how long will it take for both of them to paint the house together? Oh no. So it, it might take a little okay. bit. Okay. Take your time. Dana, do you have any questions for Emily while we're working on this? Listen, I told you both that you guys are going to be put on blast here. What's the equation? There's like some equation. Give me that. Maybe I can start. Oh, Gina's okay. got it. I don't know. Pens down. Know. Okay. I think uh, it's time up. Yeah. Oh.
I didn't even try. <laughs> Kelly kind of cheated a little bit. I don't. I don't even know the. Fun, I don't even know the function of the equation. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna turn this down. Um, <laughs> I guessed. <laughs> guessed. We didn't work it out. No, I did try to work it out. Okay. Uh, I got one and a half hours. Okay. <laughs> I was close, right? And I didn't even do the equation. Or five hours. I don't know. I had two answers. You said what was your first one? One and a half. Okay, so I said three and a half. Uh, okay. I'm tearing up. I'm cramping. Uh, what's the right answer? Um, 2.4 hours oh, or two oh, hours right. and 24 minutes. You were close. So close. I should have stuck with my first answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can cut. No. I can cut all of this out. Okay. <laughs> we might have to. I'm literally tearing you guys. I told you both. We had a production call yesterday on the road, and uh, I said, I don't know which one of you was like, let's do a math. Let's do a math question. I'm literally tearing I'm up. To do an um, one. and uh, I go, you guys, you're gonna be put on blast if you don't get it right. I know this it's, is a tough one. Yeah. It's like I was saying, maybe like an algebra two problem. So, but honestly, math is like a language. If you're not using it and practicing it, it's you, you'll forget it. Yeah, that's for sure. Forgot it. (laughs) Well, that was fun. Thank you. (laughs) We have your athletic brewing co. Can you talk about that? Let us uh, let the listeners know. Yes. So athletic brewing company has been a sponsor of mine. Geez, for like a few years now. Um, They are absolutely exploding like top of like Forbes list for um, new businesses. Uh, They've won competitions for like best beer, even though it's a non-alcoholic beer. Wow. Um, It's also a little bit lower in calories than a normal beer. And, you know, you can drink it before if you want to, or mostly after a workout or with dinner in the evening without any guilt of side effects of alcohol. Um, so yeah, it's pretty neat. They, I brought in an IPA and a golden ale. If you guys want to try one. Yeah, I'll try the golden. You want the golden? Yeah, I'll try the, I don't like IPAs. And it's like. Are we going to crack it open right now? A good beer. Oh, Got yeah. The mic yeah. The sizzle. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> oh, I can smell it. Enjoy. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it does taste like beer. I mean, it is beer, but. Whoa. It's not, but it's not like super watered down. Oh, no, it's good. Um, and they come out with like special ones around like the holidays. They had a cool like root beer, which t- was like more champagne and they'll do, you know, a hazy IPA. What are you more of? Um, I'm more of like a golden ale or they come out with like a half. They have an athletic light one, which is a lighter beer mm. um, in color and flavor, which is which I also like. How did you get into, I guess, your taste buds with beer? I mean, obviously Torrance. You're from Torrance. Yes. So there's a lot of breweries in that area. Yep. The entourage loves beer. <laughs> so, um, you know, growing up, it was uh, even when we go on vacations, it would be like, oh, let's visit this local brewery and trying the different beers. Um, so I've always enjoyed it. And it was actually like. The, the entourage that like discovered athletic and was like, Em, you have to go try it. Go say hi to them. Cause they were at an AVP tournament. Mm-hmm. And so they did a good job connecting with them. Um, so that was really neat. And now they all love it and they take it at all the, all the tournaments. Is that why your, your M's entourage, you guys have your t-shirts, right? Is that where the color comes from, from this can? 
no, but it does match well. Okay. Yeah. So what you're saying is each of us needs our own entourage so we can go and seek sponsors and brands. Yes. Okay. No, we oh. actually used to try to pitch to brands <laughs> and it did. Um, one of my old sponsors, Zero Solar, they... Um, bought the entourage all their shirts and then they put their logo on the back oh, and now they're great. walking around the tournament with m's entourage and zero solar along the back smart yeah great great, yeah. great marketing yeah. Yeah. yeah good idea the rowdy um, m's entourage <laughs> <laughs> we need one for the tripod yeah we're the tripod we're oh, the tripod i like that yeah. yes we'll think of something we'll find somebody yeah i always um saw them in the crowd all wearing the blue mm -hmm. that was so cool and i was like who is that do you have so many fans and people supporting you and i think that's so great yeah um how do they feel about uh baby coming on board um they might need a new team to follow you guys because i mean they're gonna be bored this summer they're, yeah. they don't have anyone to go cheer for and i mean they would travel too to chicago to hawaii um, so yeah, their calendars are clear, you know, maybe you guys can audition for them, um, but I'm just like so lucky because I grew up in Torrance and so my parents are actually from the East coast. So we have all my aunts, uncles, cousins are on the East coast. So the M's entourage is, is majority like family friends and they, they formed, it was them forming their own group. Cause they used to come to like CBVAs and hang out all day. They just love being outside in the sport and the, the lifestyle around it. And then one day I got a text message with a couple of different names that they wanted to name themselves and different logos. And then my sister went and produced the t-shirts. So it's been fun for them. Cool. Did you always know that you wanted to play volleyball? No, I grew up, I wanted to be a soccer player. Um, played soccer all the way through my senior year in high school and played club also. Um, really enjoyed soccer. And I kind of stumbled into volleyball. I was spending the night at a friend's house in middle school and she had tryouts the next day and I called and convinced my mom to let me go and I went and made like the last team possible but that's when I started to enjoy the sport and I was juggling both of them and then I started to do really well and was succeeding um, with volleyball and my coach encouraged me that I could get a uh, scholarship one day and um, then it kind of switched with priority and uh continued to play volleyball at a high level but i definitely miss soccer when i was especially when i started college because we weren't allowed to do other sports i was like oh man i miss playing soccer <laughs> you you ever go to a acfc game yes love them season ticket holder right here oh you are yes okay well let me know if you ever need to sell your seat i know <laughs> i'm in we gotta take the tripod out there yeah, yeah those games are fun so good yeah and very easy to get to. We have a bus station that's close to us, and the bus takes us right there, drops us off. Don't have to worry about parking or any of that. That's awesome. I don't know if you've watched or heard any of our podcasts, but usually we end the podcast with um, a question on on um, how you take a bet on yourself or how have you taken a bet on yourself, if you could share that with us. Yeah, um, that's why I've heard your podcast before, and so I've been thinking about it. I think, um, you know, the biggest bets that I've taken on myself is when I've had to flown across the world to play in country quota matches against another American team. And you'd, you'd play each other on a Wednesday with, you know, you had, we had to bring our own balls at one point. They wouldn't give us uniform tops. Um, we were like bringing the cash to pay the refs um, to ref us. And knowing that if you lost that match, you weren't even 
part of the tournament and you were flying home the next day. And so to be able to do that time after time, especially winning and then still taking a bet on myself after losing, uh, you know, I think those that's been definitely one of the biggest bets I've done on myself. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And then the last piece here is if there is anything on your heart or mind that you want to share with us here in the room or with our listeners, um, the floor is yours, the mic is yours, you can say whatever you want. I I said this before, but just how grateful I am for the sport of volleyball, not necessarily for the actual like stepping on the court and competing, but everything that surrounds that, the people that you meet, the traveling that you get to do, the experiences that you have. You know, it just provided me with so many different opportunities and avenues that I'm grateful for all of it and everything that I've learned along the way and experienced, you know, the ups and the downs uh, has just like shaped me into who I am today. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, volleyball. (laughs) And now you're a mom. Soon to be a mom. I know. Soon to be a teacher. A superpower. I call mom superpowers. They're just super, super moms. That's so exciting. Thank you. you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I, I think it's um, I think it's amazing what you're doing, and you're mentoring the younger generation. And um, without you even realizing or knowing it, I think just the way that you know you compose yourself around other people, and the way you respect the sport, respect other people, the the opponents, the referees, everyone. I think that's amazing. And um, thank you for joining us here today and telling your story, and you know, getting to know you a little bit better because. I feel like this is the first time I've ever sat down and really, truly listened to yeah. you speak. Yeah. Thanks for having me and for providing this platform for myself and for others. Yeah. This is really neat. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You guys did a really good job too. Thank you. Well, the math part, not so much. <laughs> we can work on that. Yeah, we'll, I'll be calling you later. Today. <laughs> Start setting your appointments for that. Yeah. Um, thank you everyone for your time. And this is the Bet on Her podcast. And cut. What? <laughs>